Hi, everybody. Before we get into this episode, I had to let you know, like I'm literally bursting at the seams, that on March 13th, Scouts Agency is launching something major. We have been working on this for months, all with the intention to serve your business expansion and catapult your brand awareness. Now, If you want to have first access at our early bird pricing plus access to bonuses, sign up on our waitlist at scoutsagency.com slash waitlist. There will be limited spots available, so if you've been ready to go from the plateaued business owner to the visible visionary, you're going to want first access. Again, that's scoutsagency.com slash waitlist. S-C-O-U-T-S-A-G-E-N-C-Y dot com slash waitlist to sign up for first access. I'm bursting at the seams and I know I have to keep this a secret for just a couple weeks longer, so cannot wait. Okay, let's get into the episode. Scout Sobel, and welcome to the Emotional Entrepreneur Podcast, the podcast where we talk business strategy while also vulnerably connecting on emotional resilience. As the CEO and founder of Scouts Agency, a female-focused agency where we get women as guests on podcasts, and someone who has suffered from, managed, and lived with bipolar disorder, the intersection of mental health and entrepreneurship is where I find my success. If you are here, it is because you are ready to feel safe in your emotions so that you can live your life of purpose. Let's get into the inspiration, shall we? I remember getting off a plane. I had just landed in Italy with my husband. It was our first international trip that we went on together as a couple. It was very exciting. And as I turned my phone on, I have an email from a client and she's less than thrilled. I was about four or five months into starting Scouts Agency, extremely new to client management. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while or following me on Instagram or read my book, when I started Scouts Agency, I had no previous experience in client relations, client management, service-based industry, Fuck, I didn't even have experience in a PR industry or a PR agency. And so client management was one of the first emotional challenges I had to overcome very, very early on in my business. I think there's something as a service provider and as an agency owner that we don't really talk about so much, and that's what happens when a client isn't happy. I think we put on a front in business, of course. We put our best foot forward. In many ways, we show very similar to influencers on Instagram with their highlight reel. We present our business in the best light possible, which is natural and beautiful and good because the good stuff about our business is what keeps our business going. But a lot of agency owners aren't so keen to talk about when clients get upset or when client relationships go sour or if a client doesn't work out. I remember the first time I heard another agency owner say that she had a client that didn't work out or it was a difficult situation or you know the contract had to end early. It was a really big sigh of relief for me. I felt as if I could breathe because I, I, I made the fact that some of my client relationships weren't pristine and perfect mean 
something about myself. But when I heard that this is a very, very natural part of running an agency, it allowed me the space to, one, take a deep breath, two, understand that the path that I was on was very normal and real, very similar to the fact that many people get into entrepreneurship and don't realize how difficult it is emotionally or don't talk about the emotional side of entrepreneurship. I felt as if the client management gone wrong situation was something that I wasn't supposed to talk about. Now, before I get any further, I do want to say that over three years, we've had about three clients where relationships, where the relationship just wasn't working. And I think, first of all, overall, that is an incredibly great percentage of a satisfaction rate considering we have, I don't know, I lost track, had over a hundred and I think 40 clients at this point, something in that number. So that's a pretty good track record. Does that mean that there have been more than three instances where I've had relation issues with clients that need to be addressed? There has been plenty of those. Very similar to in your personal relationships or in your romantic relationships, a relationship takes work and it takes communication and it takes managing expectations and it takes showing up for your side of the deal and then some. And as the agency, as the one providing the services, it takes a lot of guidance and a lot of service. So let me take it back though. In the very, very beginning of my agency, client relations and management was the bane of my existence. I am a natural born people pleaser. It is something that I am actively working on and it is actually something that has plagued my life for so long and yet my business was the actual catalyst for me really healing what this people pleasing meant about me. So when I started the agency and recognized that one, I'm terrible at putting boundaries up, like really, really bad, and I'm a people pleaser, I was wondering why I got into a customer service client-based, service-based industry. I remember walking into my apartment, I was going up the elevator and I looked in the mirror and I started laughing and I said, God, you had me start a client-based industry when I am the biggest people pleaser on this planet and I'm terrible at putting up boundaries within my personal and business relationships. And I laughed in that moment because it became so clear to me that I started Scat's agency to heal certain parts of myself so that I could get stronger. You have heard me say over and over again that business and entrepreneurship is a mental health game. It is a personal development game. It will highlight your weaknesses and it will display your strengths. And within both of those spectrums, it will ask you to work on yourself. So assignment number one for me was to figure out how to manage clients without absolutely going fucking crazy every single day, without taking every little thing personally, without making certain conversations or conf- or confrontations mean anything about me, my service, or the quality of my business, and how I could stop, you know, tossing and turning at one, a- one in the clock in the morning, rethinking everything a client said and what I said and should I have emailed better and maybe I should just get up in the middle and I answer them right now to let them know how committed I am. There was a lot of anxious attachment going on with me and my clients. And it took me a long time to develop a confidence in our services and a confidence in 
what we provide and in the results that we bring to each and every client. And not only the results, but the way we take care of our clients and the way we interact with our clients today is something that I am extremely proud of. Scouts Agency is known for not treating our clients like a cold business exchange, but rather we approach our work with empathy, warmth, women empowerment, support, and in whatever way we can cheerlead our clients, we can. And we do. That doesn't mean that we cross boundaries, work 24-7, slave ourselves away (laughs) past our scope that we agreed upon. No, I've gotten really, really good at understanding what a healthy client-to-agency relationship looks like and how creating boundaries and expectations around a scope of work is the best thing you can do for yourself and for your client. So here are a couple things I have learned since today. I feel extremely confident in being able to call a client up and say, what's going on? We're running into this issue. There's a communication issue. How can we support you? Where are we not communicating properly? And really just addressing the issue so that we can get back to the bottom line, which is supporting our clients and getting their mission out there. At this point today, we have very, very, very few client fires, I would say, where we have to think about how we best want to address something or we have to support a client through an extra part of the process. Over time, I have learned one, how to energetically magnetize clients that are of the frequency that I want. So I am totally okay letting a client know that they are not a fit for the agency because I value my time and my energy and know that if a client is not either has the wrong expectations coming in or too high of expectations or has energy that doesn't really feel aligned with how we work with our clients at this agency. I am very, very clear on the types of clients I want to work with. And when a client comes in that does want to work with us, but I can already tell is not an energetic match, I am very okay with saying no to that client and and letting them know that I don't think we are the best fit. So that's one of the first things I learned. You do not have to take every client that walks in the door. Very similar to the way that they are engaging you, you are engaging them. You, Yes, they are paying you to do a service and you get to choose the type of energy and people you surround, your, you surround yourself with in your business. So once I got very, very clear on the types of clients I wanted to work with, the energy that I wanted that client to exhibit, the energy that I wanted to bring to the table, and what a dream ideal client to agency relationship would look like, it allowed me to get really, really crystal clear and not be afraid to say that we weren't a good fit for some clients. That's number one, being okay to know that you are not for everybody and and the prospective client might not be for you. That is a completely normal thing that happens in relationships and friendships and business relationships, et cetera. Just because someone is willing to pay you does not mean they are the right fit for you. The second thing I learned is that boundaries just make for fucking better relationships. Whether it's with your significant other, your friend, your mom, your dad, or your client, boundaries actually allow a framework for your work to live in that makes sense for both parties. When you have boundaries up, you are better you are better able to serve and communicate to your client and therefore bring the deliverables that you set out to bring. I remember in the beginning, I would check my email at seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night and respond to a client if they had had a question immediately. Or I would respond to them on a Saturday or a Sunday or at five in the morning, et cetera. And what I was quote unquote training my clients to believe and know about me was that I was available for them at the drop of the hat. 
I was available to them at any point in the day, any time of night, any time of morning, any time of evening, even when I was out of town, even when I was at my sister's birthday, whatever it was, I had shown them that I'd shown up for them fully. And I think this is a mistake that early business owners do with clients is that they think they need to be available at all times for a client to want to work with them or for a client to feel as if they're a good fit, or it's a weird way of saying, let me show you how committed I am to you by giving you my whole entire life. When at the end of the day, a client is not, you are not a client's full-time employee. And so you deserve like any employee to boss or any working relationship to have times when you are working and when you are not. We live in an age where we believe that to show up means to show up 24-7, and it's just not true. So I had to put boundaries over my time, and that was an emotional anxiety for me. I would see an email, maybe I accidentally opened my email app, and I would see an email come through, and I would want to answer them immediately, ASAP, but I had to train myself to say, you know what, it's 7.30, and I'm watching a movie with my husband after we ate a beautiful dinner together, and I can wait until 9 a.m. tomorrow to get back to them. I had to emotionally train myself to feel safe enough that I deserved time where I did not have to be in response mode. Now, of course, in certain industries or in certain certain circumstances, there are emergency situations, and I use that word very lightly, emergency situations that do require time-sensitive reaction. And in those moments, I'm fucking there. I don't care where I am. I am there. But 99.9% of our correspondence can be left until the working hours. So that was one of the first boundaries I had to put. One of the second boundaries I really had to put was sticking to my scope of work. A lot of the times, whatever service you provide, a client is not an expert in that service. And so therefore, they might not understand exactly what goes into each one of your services or exactly what goes into the process of the work that you do. And it is very easy for them to ask for something outside of the scope that you originally agreed upon. They are not doing it maliciously. They are not doing it to rip you off or squeeze every working hour sent out of you. They are doing it because they just simply don't know. And so I let a lot of my clients go out of scope. I would pick up extra projects. I would sign on to do something that wasn't really in the original contract that would usually cost more at the expense of myself just to keep them satisfied and happy. In doing that, I overworked myself and I became resentful toward my client, which is not a place you want a business relationship or any relationship to be in. So now when a client asks me, my team, my account managers to do something that's out of scope, we simply reply, this is an additional service to the contract that we originally agreed upon and here's what it would cost to implement that. Do you want to move forward? It's just that simple. Another thing I've learned with client management is setting expectations. As I said earlier in this episode, we all sell the best version of our business. Of course we do, because a lot of that best version is so incredibly true. I have seen results from podcast tours that blow my mind. And even when I'm delivering those great case studies, I always make sure to manage expectations. Because as I said earlier, you are the expert in your field and you are the guide. Donald Miller, uh, he wrote this incredible book called Building a Story Brand. I'll leave it in the show notes if you want to get it. He talks about being the guide for your client. So you are guiding them through their hero's journey. And so with that, you are almost the, obviously I just said guide, but you are the level of expertise that is suited to get your client from point A to point B. 
you know a lot more about that journey from point A to point B than they do. So expectations about what that might mean can be very, very different. Setting expectations is a continuous practice that we do here at Scouts Agency with our clients. A lot of the times we have to re-reference them or bring them up or refresh their memory or come back to our averages to show that the journey from A to B is going smoothly or is on track based off past data with past clients. But setting expectations from the get-go, giving your testimonies, giving your case studies, giving all of the beautiful, shiny things, and letting them know where they can expect to fall within a certain spectrum is really, really important. I tell my clients up front that we average anywhere from, if on a six-month podcast tour, we'll average anywhere from 12 to 20 podcasts in that time period. I'm also extremely, extremely honest. I think sometimes to a fault on sales calls. Someone can ask me a question and I don't give false promises. I don't give big high hopes. I don't tell them I can do something that I can't. Sometimes they'll even ask me if this is a service for them. And if I don't think it is, I tell them. I tell them their money would be best spent in social media for what they do would be best spent in Facebook ads for what they do. So managing expectations and being honest with your client from the get-go establishes a trustworthy relationship. And key point here, get those expectations in writing. Put them in the contract, make them initial next to them, put it in your weekly update email, put it in the summary of your onboarding call, mention it multiple, multiple times in writing because These clients, they have businesses, they're running their lives, they're running teams, they're running a lot. And in the excitement of what is to come by signing with you, sometimes the bottom line expectation or average of what you're deliverable can get lost. So make sure you repeat yourself and make sure you put it in writing because at the end of the day, a happy client is a result of managed expectations. The last thing that I'll share about what I've learned from client management that you can take with you is to really understand when a client is coming to you stressed because of whatever they have going on in their own life, whether it's in their business, or maybe they're in the middle of a launch, or maybe one of their team members just quit, whatever it is, to differentiate between a client that's coming to you stressed out because of their life, their business, their situation externally from your working relationship, and when a client is coming to you because they are upset at the work or a mistake that you might have made. This took me forever to determine. Anytime a client would come to me with a tone that was anything other than excited and happy, I would think that I did something wrong. And that's where you cannot intrinsically tie your self-worth to somebody else's behavior or somebody else's mood. I had to learn very early on that sometimes a client comes to me stressed because she just had a huge launch that she's been working on for eight months and she's exhausted and a couple things went wrong because a couple things always go wrong and you're the last person she's speaking to today and she just wants to go home to be with her family. In those moments, I'm able to now understand what does a client need from me? What kind of support do they need in this moment? And in determining that, I can give it to them. I can give them that emotional support, which puts them at ease, which makes them feel supported, which makes them feel seen and heard because that's really all they want. That's really what all of us want. So anytime a client comes to you in a sense of panic or stress, take a deep breath, look at the situation and ask yourself, what do they emotionally need right now? If you did not make a mistake and if you are living up to the deliverables and the expectations you set in the beginning.
Sometimes a client just feels like you didn't hear her on that one thing last week that you were talking about within her contract or within her account. Sometimes they just want to know that we're, we're actively working for them. Maybe they had a team member who they found out wasn't doing any of the work they promised to do. And now they are, you know, asking everyone who works with them, right? Because they're feeling insecure and scared about something like that. So something that I've been really, really, I think is one of my superpowers in client work is first differentiating, did, did me and my team make a mistake? Did my team and I make a mistake here that if we did, no problem, guys, you are allowed to make mistakes. We are all human in business. It happens. That also took me something that, that took me forever to learn, okay, that it was okay to make Certain mistakes, others are, you know, a little whatever, but you can still move past them and own up to them, always own up to them. But I was able to differentiate, okay, I didn't make a mistake here. My team didn't make a mistake here. Okay, now now, now, what's going on emotionally with this client and what emotional support do they need? Are they stressed? Do they need to feel seen and heard? Do they want us to reiterate that we're really working hard for them? What is it? And then I give them that emotional support. So one, not taking their energy personally at all, and two, recognizing what emotional need do they need from us right now? Because at the end of the day, most of this stuff is, surprise, surprise, emotional. Working with clients has been one of the greatest joys of my life and one of the biggest challenges of my life. It has been the biggest lesson in my business. I am now at the point where I am starting to put uphold really strong boundaries in my personal life because I've learned to do it pretty, pretty well in my business. And in that, I am so eternally grateful because again, I had to master a personal development skill at work so that I could implement it into my personal life with my friends and my families and my loved ones. But running client accounts can be challenging. It can make you feel like you should be working 24-7. It can make you read into your client's tone of voice. It can make you question your self-worth as a business person. And over time, as you move through that discomfort and you learn your communication style and you learn how to show up in love with your clients, in love, integrity, honesty, all of those things, you then start to learn that putting boundaries up, setting expectations, understanding the emotional state of your client taking responsibility for when you making when you make a mistake and knowing that when you make a mistake it is not the end all be all knowing how to show up within business relationships with a level of warmth and support all of those things together will one build your confidence in client relations and two over time you will become so confident in your service because why would you be offering it in the first place if you weren't confident of the change and transformation it can impart and make with your clients. So I hope this episode was helpful. I was a little nervous to record it because again, for some reason, agency owners don't talk about the things, they don't talk about how to navigate some of the trickier parts of client management, which is client communication, client expectations, client conflict, out of fear that they might not want their agency to seem... um, (laughs) not great as the only kind of a thing that's coming to mind. But in reality, if I remember this so clearly, I was on a sales call. This is what I'm talking about when I say I'm honest. And someone said, have you ever had a client that wasn't happy? And I laughed and I said, of course I've had a client that wasn't happy. 
I'm a service-based provider. It's impossible to not ever have a client that's not happy. But I will tell you who I am when a client isn't happy. I'm someone who faces it. I'm someone who owns my mistakes. I am someone who understands boundaries and my scope of work. I'm someone who is confident in my work. I'm someone who goes to bed every single night and know that my team and I did everything we could to make that account successful. I am someone who keeps the promises of what I've promised to deliver. I'm someone who delivers results and I live in integrity within that. But of course, I've had clients who aren't happy with me. Have you ever had a friend who wasn't happy with you? It's kind of the same thing. It's bound to happen in relationships. So I hope this episode was helpful for any agency owners or anyone who works with clients to understand that it is definitely an emotional roller coaster. And once you find your footing and once you find your boundaries and once you find your self-worth and once you find your integrity in the entire thing, or once you really feel confident within your integrity, representing and working with clients can be one of the most rewarding and fulfilling parts of your job. I absolutely love on Thursday reading all of our weekly update emails. Every Thursday, we send weekly updates to our clients, letting them know which podcasts we got for them that week, what work we did on our end, if they scheduled any, if any came out. And I literally just respond, I'll jump in every now and then in just all caps lock, yay, I love this, this makes me so happy because when our clients win, we win and that's fun. When other women in business win, we win and that's fulfilling. So yeah, client communication and management can be challenging, but I've never ever done something in this lifetime that was rewarding but wasn't challenging. Everything good has roadblocks. Everything good has challenges. Everything good will bring discomfort. And it's just you're willing to walk through that knowing who you are, knowing what you provide, and willing to show up as the most expressed, committed, and of service person with boundaries that you can be. I hope this episode has landed with you in the perfect timing that you need it. I hope that it gives you the courage to chase after your dreams and purpose. If you are so willing, I would be honored if you would text this episode to a friend, if you would rate the podcast five stars and write a review, and follow me on Instagram at Scout Sobel. Over there, you can find links to sign up for my newsletter, which is also in the show notes, and get involved in all of my offerings, from Scout's agency to OKSIS podcast to this podcast. If you're looking for a deeper dive of my work, you can find my debut book, The Emotional Entrepreneur, on Amazon. I am so appreciative you are here, and I will see you on the next episode.